It's Thursday, crossover Thursday. Alex Lancy Boprock doing it a little bit differently today. Sosa Kremenja is no longer with the podcast platform, but on to bigger and better things. And we've got a special guest that you're going to get two segments of from ESPN LA. But first, there are some things that Bo and I need to talk about. Alex Lancy Boprock, Locked On Cardinals. Let's go, Bo! You are Locked On Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Corner, follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you to everybody who makes Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. Free and available on all platforms. No paywalls. Some live reads, but no paywalls. So you're welcome. Um, Travis Rogers from ESPN LA is going to join us the next two segments to talk Rams. And, uh, you know, we've talked about the Rams a lot already this year. It's kind of sickening that we have to talk about the Rams as much as we do in the different angles that we do with how things ended Sunday with the Cardinals now having to backdoor into playing the Rams at SoFi Stadium. And uh, listen, there's a couple of things we need to talk about before that. Vance Joseph is in the head coaching uh, carousel, I guess, potentially getting an interview from Miami. According to some reports, DeAndre Hopkins is out Monday yeah. night, regardless of what a local uh, radio guy said from his sources. And, um, you know, I, oh, yeah, there's <laughs> there's some more hodgepodge stuff. Bo, first of all, Vance Joseph. Should he take a head coaching job? Well, yeah, yes. I mean, it's a bump in pay. It, it's it's not a lateral. It's it's a it's a move up. It's another opportunity for Jan, Vance Joseph. And I think that Miami, it's one of the closest teams that has a coaching vacancy. But as far as if, if this isn't just the main reason you don't fire Cliff Kingsbury, I don't know what it is. Like the Miami Dolphins have had back-to-back winning seasons. They fire their head coach, and then they want to hire a guy who failed as a head coach and and never even sniffed the record that Brian Flores had in the same position. Like unless you have somebody in mind, unless like you've zeroed in on who you're, who's going to replace your head coach. I don't see any like in, especially with Flores as, as being the main examples. Like, why would you move off of him when you don't have a better option in, in the waiting in the wings? No, agreed. Agreed. And like Vance, like here's like midway through the season, because coaches' salaries don't, you know, uh, uh, hit the salary cap, whatever. Right. If he's an associate head coach, pay him like one. Like, if you want to keep him, give him an extension, maybe give him a million less per year than what you give him if you were the actual head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, and keep him. Like, you need stability with a team anywhere. And anytime you start over, look what happened with Hassan Reddick, just as one little example. He played in four different defensive schemes his last year in college and his first three years in the NFL. And then, you know, he finally popped when they moved into the right spot. But you need stability and if you're going to keep Cliff, if you're going to extend Cliff, we can talk about that, you know, ad nauseum later after the season. Yeah, I mean, I think they should be a package deal because it it works well enough. But if he's going to take a head coaching job elsewhere, like if I'm Michael Bidwell, I'm looking at this like he's already coaching half the team. So if that's good with him and it's about the money, maybe meet him halfway. Well, I, I think the only thing that's going to take 
Vance Joseph away from the Arizona Cardinals organization is a head coaching position. I mean, that's the only thing. I mean, you you can't he's he's hit the ceiling as far as where you can go as far as not being a head coach in if NFL organization. So uh, it's good for the Arizona Cardinals. It, the, the thing that's going to be interesting is if if Vance Joseph gets poached by uh, an, an organization as a head coach, you know, where do they go next? You know, and you're right. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury and the Arizona Cardinals would not have had the success, shockingly, where we were three years ago without Vance Joseph. Uh, he's been great. He's been instrumental in their success, success and that's why he's getting another opportunity Wherever, if, if it's not Miami, wherever he goes, I hope he gets one a chance with a quarterback because he didn't have that chance in Denver. Yeah. Either the Vic Fangio. It's like you're you're sunk in this league if, unless you have a a, a star quarterback um, under center. Also, uh, Adrian Wilson, a dub, getting an opportunity to interview for the New York Giants GM Good position. For him, finally, so you know that's oh. he's done a lot of great work in the scouting department and and working under uh, Steve Kime. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you look at the the interesting part about this. So say Vance does leave, hypothetically speaking, gets head coaching job. This is the best time of year to get coordinators, overqualified yeah. coordinators that maybe it didn't work out. Because you're right. Vic Fangio is a defensive guy. He's had crap box quarterbacks in perpetuity. They've had zero good quarterbacks since Peyton Manning left. Zero. And Peyton mm-hmm. wasn't Peyton was noodle armed his last year anyways. And Brock Osweiler had to win them a couple games. You know, they've had zero quarterback play and if you want to defend whoever they're putting under center if you want to defend drew locker teddy bridgewater or whatever none of those guys are going to elevate a team to where they need to go to make the playoffs it's the defense that's really the calling card there that's what Vic fangio is good at but if you have like i mean mike zimmer if he's going to be a coordinator somewhere that's an upgrade from pretty much any coordinator that you have it didn't work in minnesota but he's not going to be leading the charge so it's just going to be a silly season i don't know why vance would leave unless it's for the perfect uh Perfect spot is what he said. So we'll see. DeAndre Hopkins, other news and notes before we get over to Travis Rogers, because we're probably going to want to go along with him. Um, DeAndre Hopkins out, status quo. I mean, and there are reports that he's not going to be back at all. Yeah. Let rip the Band-Aid off. I mean, I feel like if there's an NFC Championship game appearance, we'll see. But you got to think, as we creep closer – and with the stud wide receiver from Alabama tearing his ACL and the national championship game reminds you, Clay Thompson in the finals reminding you, not only are you out for the rest of this year, most likely you're out for the majority of next year as well. So I wonder if they're keeping that in mind when DeAndre Hopkins, like later in the season, is it worth having him on the field if he's only going to be at 40% with chance of bigger injuries? Yeah, and Cliff Kingsbury kind of being a little uh, coy with J.J. Watt said mm-hmm. he doesn't feel either way whether or not Watt could play Monday night. Uh, also a little tidbit, and then this isn't breaking news. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury says that he's confident that uh, Kyler Murray can play the best game of his l- career in his playoff debut. If that happens, you know, I mean, that's just – and I'm starting, and I'll say it right now, as we're trending towards this game, my confidence level is building for the Arizona Cardinals. Whether or not I'm going to predict them to win or not, you'll have to figure it out. We'll make those full predictions come Monday. We've got a couple pods between now and then. But, uh, you know, let's see. But that's the latest news on the Arizona Cardinals uh, before we get to Travis. Yeah, Travis on the other side. Uh, first, got to tell you about OnlineGambling.com. So here's the thing. If you need help at all, Putting your shekels here or there or everywhere or nowhere, onlinegambling.com is where you want to be. Um, like the Super Bowl's coming up. Um, if you need some tips for some OGs, oh, I mean, 
onlinegambling.com is where you want to be. Like everybody needs help. And that's the thing. And there's a place that we trust here and you should trust as well. Go to onlinegambling.com backslash NFL for all the latest gambling news, tips, and info to beat the odds and give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember onlinegambling.com backslash NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs. All right, second segment, Locked on Cardinals. Crossover Thursday, doing it a little differently today. Our boy from the great white north, Sosa Cremenjas, is uh, no longer with the Locked on Podcast Network. He's doing incredible things in various different avenues. So don't feel bad that he's gone. Be happy that he's on to bigger and better. Uh, that doesn't mean that you're going to be without some Rams love on this crossover Thursday in the Locked on Podcast Network. We are bringing in Travis Rogers. Travis Rogers has been all over 710 ESPN in LA. He's done the pre half and post game show for the Rams for a long time. And um, I think he knows a little bit about the Rams and Matthew Stafford's large (laughs) head and huge quaff that he has under his helmet. Travis, thank you for joining us. Really appreciate it. First off. It is my pleasure, Alex. I'm excited. Look, there are a couple of things that I love to talk about. Football and hair might be the top two. So <laughs> you've come to the right guy. Yeah, I mean, Bo is kind of the guy. With, Bo is the hair guy. My mm-hmm. my hairline is running away from my nose, and Bo <laughs> seems to be running towards it. So he's yeah. the looks of the operation for sure. So I so I understand that part. So let you me ask you this. Hold it back. I'm, I'm working with the best that I got. So I, Listen, I'm, dude, it's you and me versus Bo. So um, <laughs> we let, me, let me ask you right out the gate. Um, Arizona Cardinals on your airwaves, LA Times, etc. Are they pretenders? Are they contenders? Have they ever been contenders in the eyes of the LA media? I, I think they're contenders in the sense that they can mess it up for somebody. I don't think that they're contenders in the sense that they can win the Super Bowl. I, I, I think that that's the way that everybody's looked at the the Cardinals this season. Here, um, you know, you go back to early in the season when they played each other, Week Four. Um, when the Cardinals beat the Rams, they, they took it to them, and, and they were the better team that day. Um, but it was kind of like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. You know, it's the first time the Cardinals had beaten Sean McVay. Um, it, we, we'd seen the Cardinals play well before. It was We're going to need to see what happens once we get into double-digit weeks, once we get into a little bit of mileage on Kyler Murray. Um, and I think what most people were thinking kind of came true. You know, it, 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 it came apart a little bit. He got banged up. Uh, he all of a sudden wasn't that that MVP candidate that he was through the first half of the season. And I, I think people had it right. And it doesn't mean that it can't get weird from here moving forward. But, yeah, I think it's always been a – they're pretty good, but I don't think anybody looks at them the way they look at Tampa or Green Bay or Kansas City or something like that. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to disagree with that. Uh, I think what the Cardinals fans really want is them to kind of recapture where they were back in week four. And that's that's going to be kind of a Herculean effort from the entire franchise come Monday night. And it, they've almost been viewed, and it's weird because it's only been a short time that obviously the Rams have been in L.A., but they're almost like Cliff Kingsbury is Sean McVay and the Cardinals are the Rams' little brother right now. It's, it's just they can't, you know, they're out in, in the – in, in the front yard playing hoops and they just can't get that W over their big brother. They did once, but a lot of people are kind of brushing it off as a fluke kind of Travis. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that the, because the other games have gone, um, they've, they've been pretty heavily Rams under Sean McVay, not necessarily under Cliff Kingsbury specifically, but since Sean sure. McVay has come back to LA and they've played against the Rams, 
he, he's he, or I should say, since they played against the Cardinals, they've won every one but that one game in Game Four. So it, it's kind of like little brother threw one in from you know the, the, the trash cans, and yeah, you won, but you know I'm going to need to see that shot again before I'm really buying right. it full time. Um, they're good. And Kyler Murray's really scary. He's one of those guys for for the longest time, having done the Rams um, since they came back to LA, the guy in the division that has scared me the most year in and year out that I don't care if they're playing well, which they usually did, or even if they're having a bit of a down season was Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was the guy that said, I don't, every time he drops back, I feel something bad's going to happen for the Rams. (laughs) Kyler Murray kind of took that away from him this season. Kyler Murray's kind of the guy that every time he has that ball, I expect something bad to happen for the Rams because he can throw it, he can run it, he can do all those things that are really hard to defend. And every time he gets outside that edge, forget it. You know, they, he's, he's gone. He's, you know, that's 10, 12, 15 yards, whatever it might be. Um, so it, it's different in the sense that I think they're, they're, they're more dangerous than they have been in the past. But I remember saying it, I, and you guys probably can remember better than I can, when they were still the top seed in the NFC in like week 11 or 12, and it's like, yeah, okay, let, let, let's see. Like, it never felt like they were the team to beat in the NFC, even when they did have the best record. And when the Rams were going through the month of November and they couldn't beat anybody and the Cardinals were playing pretty good football, and all of a sudden there was a little bit of a gap, I would kind of put myself into that mode of, okay, the Rams are going to be a wild card team. They're going to have to go on the road, et cetera, et cetera. And we saw what happened from there, four or five for the Cardinals. The Rams got hot all over again, and they ended up winning the division. So kind of ended up, I think, exactly where a lot of people thought it would. Travis Rogers, 710 ESPN. Check him out. 10, uh, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Monday through Friday. Um, man, you're all over. Rams pre- and post-game show. You were all things Rams. And listen, Bo was just completely triggered. He's got two older brothers. So that whole thing with, uh, with, with the Shopnick with the Shop Bay and, and Cliff thing, I know that got a little weird for me because I knew that. Um, little, at Travis, little locked on therapy. I understand. I was the older brother, so I know how to torment the younger brother. I, I know how to make you – you might have knocked down the sweetest three – in the backyard, yeah. I'm going to make you feel like it was lucky. I know how to do that. <laughs> at Travis Rogers on Twitter, how do you know somebody at Twitter? How the hell did you get the original? That's like Travis early. Rogers at Gmail. Yeah, I, I was I was early. Um, I I don't. I mean, I wasn't like day one, but I was. I, I, and it's funny. I joined because I was trying to make fun of Twitter. You know, Millie would be like, "What the hell is this? Like, why do I need to know why you're going to get a cup of coffee or whatever the joke was at the time?" I'm like, I want to see what it is. And I just, you know, you know, type in your username. I just used my name and it came back. I'm like, oh, all right, I'll take it. I got it on Instagram too. So I got really lucky. <laughs> Damn, man. All right. So one more question, then we can look more overview stuff. And then we'll get into the actual game on Monday night, which is wild that the Cardinals are playing the Rams after how both those games ended. Like it's, it's still, I'm still not over how exactly that happened, but do you believe in Matthew Stafford? Ask me on Tuesday. No, I can't do it, <laughs> Travis. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've gone through a couple of different points in my relationship with Matthew Stafford. When they made the deal to get him, I was ecstatic because I I, I believed, and, and I, I'm, I'll be honest, I did not watch 16 Detroit Lions games a year, um, but I saw enough of the Lions that every time I watched, and the, just through odd score, uh, quirks of the schedule, the Rams played the Lions, I want to say, three times in the previous four or five years. So we got to see him a little bit. He was really good. And, and it always felt like the reason the Lions sucked had absolutely nothing to do with Matthew Stafford, that he was kind of a victim of being lioned than anything else. 
He came over, looked pretty good. For about seven, eight weeks, he looked really good. He was an MVP candidate and everything else. And then all of the things that the people I know that are Lion fans, that said, wait, you just wait, you just wait. It all happened. It all, And it happened all at once. And, and kind of came out of it a little bit in December. He played a little better, but threw three interceptions against Minnesota. They won anyway. He threw two interceptions against Baltimore and fumbled once, and they won anyway. And then we saw what happened – you know, he had that, that last game of the season that you just mentioned, Alex. Is he, Odell was open. If he if he if he puts that ball in the money, Odell walks into the end zone. That's a touchdown, and the Rams win one of the great games of the season, walk off fashion, everything else. And Rams fans are he, he underthrew that ball badly. Um, I believe in him in the sense that I think he can make every throw. I, I'm a little worried in that he sometimes doesn't realize that's not a good throw to make. But having lived through Jared Goff the entire time, I'm very happy to have Matthew Stafford here. I mean, that that's pretty simple to say. I mean, anybody but golf it, 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 as far as the, around the NFL. And I say that with my co-host. For, I think he's the only guy that believes that Jared Goff is capable uh, of playing the quarterback position, a starting quarterback position in the league. But, uh, you know, how, how have the Rams been able to overcome Matthew Stafford struggling down the stretch? Can the Arizona Cardinals, can they be the team to take advantage of it, just like the San Francisco 49ers? The path to victory for the Cardinals and how – they need to what they need to look out for from this Rams team come Monday night. Travis Rogers joins Alex and myself here on a crossover Thursday here on Locked On Cardinals. Rams fan, Cardinals fan, it doesn't matter who you are. If you buy gas, you need to know about this incredible app. I'm talking about Get Upside. Our listeners are making 25 cents every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store, Google Play right now. Use the promo code Touchdown. Easy to remember, right? Get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's 50 cents per gallon. Cash back first time you pump up. Never pull, pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. Get that 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot, they're making upwards of $200, $300 a month. That's crazy. There's no catch. You get the cash back. It gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime. Your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card for your account. And you can use also put it on an Amazon other brand gift card, just download for free. The GetUpside app, use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, get that extra 25 cents per gallon. That's 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's the promo code TOUCHDOWN, Alex. Thank you, my Quaft friend. Bet Online is next. But Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. You know about BetOnline.ag. We've been talking about them for a long time now, months and months and months. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action in 2022. It stays the same. Go to the website or use your mobile device to receive a 50% welcome uh, bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. Go to the website or use your mobile device. Say it with me now. 50% welcome deposit, uh, welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code locked on. Football, basketball, hockey, whatever. I mean, March Madness is 15 minutes away, it seems like. Bet Online's going to have you covered for that, too. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, final segment here Travis Rogers, ESPN LA, at Travis Rogers on Twitter, 10 to 1, Monday through Friday, ESPN. Are, are you guys at, um, are you guys at LA Live? Is that where ESPN LA is? Yep. Yeah, that's badass. Like, if for those that don't, have, haven't been to L.A. Down, downtown, it's changed a lot since the Staples Center was built, and they built the thing next to it where, where American Idol was. That's yeah. all I remember. Nokia Theater. Is it still Nokia Theater? Microsoft Theater. 
Microsoft Theater, yeah. and then they built when ESPN LA was constructed less than 15 years ago, mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Yeah. Like they built this massive Wolf, when Wolfgang Puck shows up <laughs> as a restaurant, you know it's the real deal. You got Katsuya LA Live is too. awesome. If you're a if you're a sushi guy, there's Katsuya right down in LA Live too. Yeah. You're what right. else do you mean? Before before Staples Center, you went down to downtown for two reasons. You went to buy jewelry or buy heroin. Those are the only two <laughs> downtown. So uh, now that there's Lakers and Kings and Clippers and, and ESPN and restaurants, it's a, it's a much better place to be. Yeah, for sure. All right. So getting to this game, um, Bo and I have talked a lot about just this team during the offseason or in the regular season. It's always, can you – overcome the giants of the NFC West. And, it, it, you know, it was Seattle for a while with Russell Wilson and the Legion of Boom, but it's really Sean McVay and Bo, you know, we, we talked about that in the last segment. We're not going to get weird again, but Sean McVay has just had the Cardinals number and the Cardinals have always played terribly against the Rams from, you know, being, uh, from the, the goose egg in London to the mm. 30 whatever to nothing with Josh Rosen in L.A. Like, it's just that's what Cardinals fans remember. Now, when they beat them at SoFi a handful of weeks ago, it was like a sweet mother, what has just happened? Because it could really open up this can of this is what's possible in this world that wasn't before, and it's kind of come back to earth. What's the one thing that the car, or what, a couple things, I guess you could say, that the Rams need to do to avoid scoring less points than the Arizona Cardinals on Monday night? <laughs> well, the, the Rams, the, the, the formula to beat the Rams has been pretty steady. And, and it feels like the, the team that cracked the code first and then other teams have been able to duplicate it, assuming that you have the right personnel to do it, is you go back to Super Bowl, uh, was it 52 or 53 when the Rams and the, and the Patriots played in Atlanta a few years ago. And Bill Belichick, surprise, surprise, realized that if I put some huge guy right in the middle of what they do and get a push somewhere between the guard and the center and make the middle of that pocket – bad so i gotta get these guys out of that spot the whole thing kind of breaks down the timing of it breaks down the 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 the, the mcveigh offense as sophisticated as it is a lot of it is timing a lot of it is being able to do things on schedule and you know this isn't splitting the atom but th- that that's what it is get guys off schedule and when teams have a really good push up front and you can you can disrupt that offense that's how you do it on that side of the ball is get that. If, if you got push coming from the edge, Rams can't handle that. That's not something that they struggle with a whole bunch. You can have cover guys outside. Rams don't have a ton of problem with that. But when that push comes from the middle, that's when they have a, a little bit of trouble offensively. That's that side. The other side is if you can run on them, it, take, it takes away what they're best at on defense. What they're best at on defense is Aaron Donald, right? Aaron Donald yeah. ruins it for everybody every week, but if you can run the ball and he has to play the run first as opposed to just being able to go back and attack that quarterback, he becomes, as opposed to the, the Hall of Fame guy, he's just a really, really good guy. And all of a sudden, you don't have to deal with him. You don't have to deal with Vaughn Miller. You don't have to deal with Leonard Floyd. All of these guys that can get up the field and get after the quarterback, they have to play that run first. We, you know, Last week's game against San Francisco is a perfect example. The first half, the Niners couldn't run. They couldn't get mm-hmm. it done, and the Rams had them on the run, 17 to nothing with under a minute to go in the first half. All of a sudden, the second half, Debo Samuel starts to run. You just got to see um, Jimmy Garoppolo, quick, 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 ball come out fast. It's a totally different game. It's what the Niners had done to the Rams for the previous five times. When you can run and when you don't have Aaron Donald and Miller and Floyd rushing the passer, 
that thing is manageable. And if Arizona runs and Arizona gets pressure in the middle, I think that's the secret sauce. And it could be Kyler Murray. It doesn't have to be Connor or anybody else. It can it, it can be Murray. It's just somebody that's not sitting back there waiting for Aaron Donald to come get him. Yeah, Kyler Murray, Chase Edmonds, James Conner, depending on who's available for the Cardinals, the Cardinals in the backfield. Now, Matthew Stafford, nine turnovers in his last four games. But the Rams, they've had success outside of the, the regular season finale. They've won all those games. How have they been able to overcome a pedestrian to below average Matthew Stafford? Well, playing bad teams doesn't hurt. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Minnesota is on their best day average, right? Uh, and, th- and then yep. you look at Baltimore. When the Rams went into Baltimore in the second to last game of the season, it was Huntley and not Lamar Jackson. You know, they, they were playing with one hand tied behind the back. They didn't have their MVP quarterback. Um and, and the other thing was is that Matthew Stafford is the guy that threw all those interceptions. He's also the guy that drove him down the field in about two minutes with time expiring and threw two passes to Odell Beckham Jr. that maybe three guys in the league could make. So you, you get a little bit of that push and pull with him. Um, I think that's that's life with Matthew Stafford, that he's going to throw some interceptions. You just hope that he throws a few more good ones than bad ones. When, when he's good – there are not too many guys you'd trade him for, but he's 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 only good some of the time, um, and and I, and I just don't know. I mean, I I've, I've thought a couple of different times. Okay, he's got it figured out, and then boom. And there's a couple of times like, okay, he's never going to figure it out, and he looks great again. So I, I think that the weirdest part of all of this is this is exactly where the Rams were a year ago. This was they're going into the playoffs, and the entire question is: Is their quarterback good enough? Is the quarterback good enough to win some of these games? Ultimately, Sean McVay and Les Needs decided that Jared Goff wasn't. But here we are again, and it's the exact same question at the exact same position. Yeah, Jared Goff probably have these guys undefeated this year, you know, with, with how great he is. I mean, it's really it, – it's not it's not even really close. Um, let, let me ask you this. Before we get to OBJ, because I want to get your initial reaction on that, because it seems like the Rams – just do stuff that other teams that fans of other teams like I wish they would go get that guy boom Jalen Ramsey I wish they'd go get that guy boom Marcus Peters like it was just like things just happen with the Rams they make it work and they're going to be relegated to college football in three years when they have no draft picks but like for now it's really fun before that is Sean McVay having too much control over the quarterback's thought process and not just letting them play? Because that's obviously the question. I'm sure you've talked about that a lot with Jared Goff. And I'm sure that Jared Goff was served well up to the last second of the 15 seconds where it was he was in his ear telling him what to do. All joking aside, Jared Goff has an absolute cannon. Okay, we know we've seen him put up big numbers in Detroit. And I, I, all joking aside, I know that he's not as good as Matt Stafford. But are they being handicapped a little bit? Probably a bad term, but with um, Sean McVay not letting them think for themselves. I, Matt Stafford, what is this, his 12th year in the league, something like that? That mm-hmm. I, I don't think that Matt's, Matthew Stafford is making decisions based exclusively on what Sean McVay is telling him to do. I, I think he's his own guy. I think he's been in this league a long time. He's played for a lot of different coaches. I think they have a pretty good collaboration. I don't think it's a, okay, this ball must go to this guy, one step, two step, three step, boom, throw it. I, I think it's – I, I think the biggest difference between what Goff and, and what Stafford is, aside from just the experience that I mentioned, is that there it's much more collaborative. That Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford, I think, look at this collectively and decide what to do collectively. Whereas more Jared Goff was more, hey, we need you to do this, and he was unable to do it. You know, that that, that we can't the, the problem with Goff, not to get too far off the map here, was it was the same mistakes every week. It was it was the same mistake 
every week. And it's just, I don't know about you guys, but it's like with your kids, right? You don't care if they make a bunch of mistakes, but can we just have it be a different thing each week? Like this week, we're going to focus on picking the towel up off the ground. Next week, we'll worry about taking out the trash. They never got past taking the towel off the ground. It's still a, a wet yeah. towel on the bathroom floor. Let's, let's, let's get that going. So he needed to move on to, to other things. Um, no, I don't think that Sean McVay handicaps Matthew. They, look, the, the Rams score points. The Rams move the ball. Most of the, the, the problems that occur are bad throws, bad decisions. I, I don't think it's bad scheme, bad design occasionally, but I, I think it's more just I think I can get it in there and turns out, no, you can't. Yeah, and I, I think it's like you said back in the a couple answers ago about how they've overcome Stafford and playing poor teams. You know, the Arizona Cardinals have thrived in winning the takeaway battle, and if if he plays poorly, it, it's not going to go well for the Rams, and it could look a lot like Week Four. Getting to the defensive side of the football for LA, you know, the first time these teams matched up. It was Kyler Murray. It was James Conner. There's not going to be DeAndre Hopkins this week. No Hopkins-Ramsey battle, unfortunately. But, you know, the last time they were able to kind of fix their problems and they took care of business against Kyler Murray, who it's like the Rams are his kryptonite. He's thrown the most interceptions against the Rams than any other team. He's been sacked the most by any other team by the Rams 18 times. Where have they? Why have they had so much success? Because, you know, the wild card in this game come Monday night is if Kyler Murray – uh, turns it on God mode and right. takes over a game in prime time. Yeah, I, I, it's a simple answer. It's Aaron Donald. He, yeah. I mean, he, it's, it's Aaron Donald. It, it's I've been super lucky to get to see him play for the last six years here in L.A. And when he's going like he did in, in their second matchup, when, when he's getting pressure, when he's flushing guys out sooner than they want, I'm not talking design roles. I'm talking I got to run for my life. And Aaron Donald, you know, he might not be quite as fast as Kyler Murray, but it's close. And and and, and, and he's he's fast enough that Kyler Murray's running for his life. And there's just there's just not a lot of guys that can be accurate in, in that situation. And the second you try to deal with with Donald, whether it's with a double or or with whatever scheme you want to put together to try to slow him down a little bit. Well, there's Von Miller, there's Leonard Floyd, there's just there are other guys. Greg Gaines in the middle for the Rams this year is kind of a a guy that not a lot of people talk about. He's had a fantastic season. Um, and then you got Jalen Ramsey, who just takes your best offensive you know, receiver and kind of erases him. It's a pretty good formula on defense. You know, they're not going to light it up statistically necessarily, but when I got a guy that can get to the quarterback at will, when I got a guy that can erase your number one guy, the other nine guys on the field just need to be okay. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's where the, the success comes from. And then, you know, you got Miller, you got Floyd. Uh, they re-signed Eric Weddle. Uh, I don't know what that does for them moving forward, but they're 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 pretty thin back there. If you can get to Dante Dion, if you can get to David Long, if you can get to some of those guys, uh, Taylor Rapp has been hobbled. Taylor Rapp's lousy in coverage. He, he, he hits guys, but he's not great in coverage. If you can get some favorable matchups there, there are opportunities. But it's really hard. Aaron Donald gets back there really, really quickly. He creates a lot of problems, yeah. and uh, you know it's it's nice to have him on on, on that team. That's for sure. Jalen Ramsey, he's handsy. He doesn't get a whole lot of calls against him either. I mean, I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's grandfathered in to not getting PI calls or defensive holding calls. That dude is handsy, and he's obviously the best in the game. Still, like, the crazy part about him is he's gotten better every year, and Marshawn Lattimore kind of plateaued. You thought that he was going to be the next one, and there's been other guys that have kind of gotten close but he's still – he's reigned like – this is Darrell Rivas reigning on best corner in the league, right? 
Yeah, he's, like year after year, he he's remarkable. He's he's big. Like he that that's the other thing that I think kind of gets unnoticed sometimes. He's a big dude, and, and not just a big dude for a corner. He's a big guy. He's six three plus. He's strong, and he's really fast, and he's incredibly technically gifted and skilled. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about with the calls. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I never, oh. never noticed. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, he's he's that guy. There, there, there's always one of those guys that it seems is the best at that. And and, and you're right, Alex. That sometimes it, those guys are a year or two. Uh, but he's been around a lot. Like you said, when all of a sudden we heard that he was unhappy in Jacksonville, it was okay. Whoever gets him is, and then the Nick turn around. He's here already. Like. They, <laughs> Great. That's, you know, they did done Dante Fowler shortly before Jacksonville. So yeah, the Rams, Rams have been super bold when it comes to acquiring guys. And, and I don't, you know, as good as Von Miller and OBJ and those guys have been Rams, he's, he's in a class of his own. Well, yeah, in a class of his own also, because he's the only one to ever piss off AJ Green enough to do anything on the field. Like, I don't know. They're going to meet each other Monday night. So that's, I mean, that should be fun. Dude, Travis Rogers, um, at Travis Rogers on Twitter, the original uh, ESPN LA 10 to one Monday through Friday. Thank you so much for taking some time, man. Uh, so real quick prediction. We don't normally do predictions, but you can just tell us what, how much you think the Rams are going to win by and we'll eat it. And, and, and we'll talk tomorrow. Yeah. I, and I honestly, I, 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 the only game that I feel really comfortable about that I think I know who's going to win is Tampa and Philly. The, the other ones, yeah. they all feel pretty. I, I don't know. I mean, I think put it this way. If both teams play their best, I think the Rams win. I, I think for the Cardinals to win the game, the Cardinals need to play really well and hope that the Rams make some mistakes along the way. Uh, I think there'll be a lot of offense. Um, I'll, I'll go Rams 27-24. You heard it here first. Travis Rogers, at Travis Rogers on Twitter, ESPN LA, around the Wolfgang Puck, down in downtown <laughs> LA. Travis, thanks so much, man. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals and Locked On Rams your first listen every day. Make your second listen, Locked On Bets. Your boy Q, Lee Steinberg, they got all the betting action for you. Everything daily, wherever you find your podcast. Bo and I will check you tomorrow.